Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Ball and Foot podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm joined alongside my co- with my co-host tonight, Jason. How are you doing tonight, sir? I am good, I think. I don't know. It depends on what we talk about today. <laughs> There's yeah. some good things to talk about, though. So, some, yeah, I'm good. For sure. We got some good topics to discuss tonight. I'm a little tired. Um, it's, you know, Sunday well, night. Well, you spent a whole day watching soccer. Yeah, unfortunately, in the hot sun, 90 degree weather yeah. outside. Yay. Yeah. Great. Joys of being and a you and I, uh, we have an announcement. You and I will be doing this live from Vegas, watching the next game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. Hey, it's less than a week away, man. Less than a week away. I'm I know. Enjoy some Chelsea football. Yay. I'm jumping ahead so here. Excited. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. But um, yeah, man, Uh, for sure. Check us out. Uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. Check out The Ball and Foot. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, the ball and foot there as well. I think on Instagram or the ball and foot pod, uh, but look us up, follow, subscribe, do what you got to do to, uh, uh, keep up with, uh, all our craziness that's going on right now. So we're about to, you know, hit the, hit the ground running with this season here in a month or so. So it's getting close. Yep. You ready to jump into this thing? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, let's go. Uh, first thing, big, big happenings next Saturday. Uh, I believe it's at like nine o'clock at night for us on the central time zone or eight o'clock, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, since they're yeah. playing in Vegas, uh, be Chelsea's first game against uh, Club America. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that what that is really. Uh, you know, I mean, I, Club America is usually decent and concrete. Concacaf Champions League and stuff like that. They're usually there, but you know, whatever. I don't. Yeah. I don't really pay. I halfway pay attention to Concacaf, so I don't really know. Yeah, I'm but, not a yeah. big international football guy, so maybe I should watch some more. Hey, I mean the Liga Liga MX or whatever it's called is always on. You can find those games all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but maybe yeah, I'll, gonna... I'll, I'll I'll watch this season. Oh yeah, die hard. Yeah, we need to pick it. Liga MX team this year. We should pick one. Follow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll we'll announce that next episode. Done. Done. We got to do some research now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to go. Uh, you. We got to our handy dandy uh, picking it based on who the owner is. <laughs> yes. Yes. We need to do that. We need to find the one that's related to the drug cartel because they will never lose. Because if they do lose, everybody <laughs> everybody that beat them will die. So we're gonna go with the team that's owned by the drug cartel. <laughs> We have no shame here at the ball no, and foot. None. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, Chelsea's first game. Are you excited? Uh, you know what? I like the maybe just ask me the next question. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm super excited. Are you excited? You tell me if you're excited. Mildly. I mean, I'm excited to get to see some of the younger guys play that, you know, we don't get to see all the time. That's about the only thing that. Mm-hmm. In, unless we come out with like a four at the back, which I don't think we will, you know, nothing. I'm not really looking forward to anything. Just make it through preseason with no injuries and I'll be fine. That's like, it. That's the only thing I care to talk about. We don't need any freaking Achilles injuries. <laughs> we don't need anybody out forever. We don't need anybody out with COVID ever again. Yeah. We need nothing to happen. That we need to get through the next three preseason games, yep. and nothing needs to happen. But then some BS injury is going to happen during training. Mm-hmm. And we won't see a guy for eight months. Yep, 
and that's going to take me off. Mm-hmm. But as long as it doesn't happen in preseason, that's a mild win. I feel like the last time we came or Chelsea came over to the U.S., we lost like two guys to Achilles injuries, didn't we? It was Cho and somebody else, right? I don't remember. When was the last time we came to the U.S.? I don't know. Was it like 2015 or was that when you went? You went to the game, didn't you? Last time that they came, yeah, over yeah, here? I went to yeah, you went to Charlotte? Charlotte, yeah, yeah. They played PSG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and David Luiz, we had already transferred him to PSG, and so I got to see him play as well. <laughs> I missed uh, so that. That was interesting. There. Good old David. I know Luiz. he was always that team clown that you know. In his yeah. older years, he was it was time for him to go. But man, I love some Davi Luiz in his <laughs> younger days. That hair, yeah, he used to have Davi Luiz hair. By the way, those listeners out there, mm-hmm. back before I uh, went bald, <laughs> <laughs> he's got some hair there. Um, yeah, a little, a little. Yeah, I mean, what do you want? What do you what do you want to see from this game coming up? Like, you got any expectations, or I mean, other than people not getting hurt, um. Yeah, I don't know. I think we we played a lot of like on our last preseason tour, I think. We played a lot of really young players that like didn't feature in the season. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I, I don't know. I just don't expect much from it. I I feel like this is more and I I could be co- totally wrong and I don't I'm just talking from like a very unnuanced, very green view of what our preseason means to a football club, but it feels just like a branding exercise to me. Like, it just feels like we're just trying to make sure the world knows about the club. I don't know what benefits we're getting from it. I don't know. Can you speak to that? Like, what are, what are our benefits? Like, like traveling all the way over to the U S and doing basically like Vegas, Charlotte, Orlando in the span of, seven days 10 days and and then like what what are we getting out of this i don't know is preseason that important in soccer i, I mean I don't know I, I it's just a time for i think the guys just want to get their legs under them you know get some minutes mm-hmm. in and hopefully because they are just friendlies it's not as an intense of a game as you know going you would to hope like a, yeah you would i mean we do play arsenal in the i think it's the last game in orlando so that should be interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's a way to get their legs under them. And it, it is a way for Tuchel to sort of scout some of the younger guys and see if at, at this point with the, which we'll touch on later with the way our transfer is going, this might be the team for this season. <laughs> Who knows at this point? <laughs> yeah. We might be real. looking at the Chelsea team this year. Um, So, but yeah, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's, it's more for marketing than anything like it's we want the united states to know who chelsea is and this is probably the biggest market for chelsea that they haven't tapped yet is the united states and Mm -hmm. so this is theoretically just a hey we're chelsea here's our good players we're going to play for 20 minutes and then we're going to put in a whole bunch of people that will never play for this club this season type of tour yeah and also our um, our youngsters are over here too. Like our academy team is actually already over here, and they've been training. So, oh wow! If we, yeah, the thing is, if we sell people on this tour, we'll we'll just pull from them. Probably that's what I've read at least on Twitter. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, a bit of a correction though on my part. Uh, 
Hudson Adoy and Loftus Cheek did get Achilles injuries around the same time, just to, within a few weeks of each other. But that was in the spring of 2019. It was not at a um, exhibition. So gotcha. Or it was gotcha. not Thanks. at a preseason. See, this is when we need a producer so they can just be like, "You're <laughs> you're wrong." You know, like, yeah. And we don't have to fact check ourselves because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> we shouldn't have to fact check ourselves. Yeah. I also need somebody to just follow me around and remind me uh, that I'm an idiot so, and that I don't remember things well. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think you said it more eloquently. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's a couple of, you know, notable absences from the list of players that did make the trip to America. Uh, Lotus Cheeks, not there. Conte, not mm-hmm. there. Bro, Oz, not there. Um, Bro, Oz supposed to be joining later. Um, I mean, the two biggest were Conte and Lotus Cheek for apparently for not being vaccinated, which I didn't know was a thing because we're yeah. Americans and for our British audience and everybody else out there, we've been pretty loose restrictions for a while over here. Not really looking at, especially the places they're going, um, not really looking for mm-hmm. vax cards or anything like that to get in. So it's sort of surprising they got left at home for that. And then to yeah. sort of come out that teams are now inquiring about these players and they find out that they're not vaccinated, then they're just hanging up the phone essentially and saying, we don't want them. And which is, you know, I'm fine with the players not getting vaccinated. That's what they want to do. That's their personal choice. And then, but it's also the team's choice. If they don't want to buy that player, their team, and that's their choice as well. So who it's just, whatever man <laughs> yeah it, it seems like a weird implication like our uh that these kinds of things are happening and i don't really know why so but yeah it's like you said we were talking about a pre-show and just like the fact that transfers are like immediately being dead in the water if they find out someone's unvaccinated it, it, it's it's kind of interesting development but uh in in terms of conte it's probably good because he's old and he's very injury prone now so yeah, might be. We might dodge a bullet there. I don't know. We'll get we'll get to that one in a little while. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just that was sort of just really probably the random fact of the week for me is like just when that sort of came out. I guess it was today or yesterday. Whenever that vaccine mm-hmm. is yesterday when they announced all that. Yeah, when that sort of started coming out about the vaccines, I was like, that's weird. Like, why would you leave them at home? And then why? I don't know. It was just all just weird, weird yeah. timing for all that to start. Cause I mean, I remember it always being a question during the season. It's like, Ooh, what Chelsea players aren't vaccinated, you know? Cause we, they, everybody knew mm-hmm. there was some, we just didn't know who it was. And that was the big thing. So, but now we know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I haven't looked into to it anymore than what we already know. So yeah, it's kind of weird. Yep. Um, I guess a big couple of transfer notes that uh, we have coming up. Uh, Apparently, uh, Dave, uh, our fearless captain, as Pilacueta, Barca, seven million. I think we we sort of talked about him a couple weeks ago with him, Mm -hmm. you know, leaving. Who knows if Barca is going to have money for him? Um, We'll cover the Rafinha news later on in the podcast. Yeah, we get there. that yeah, but apparently Barca breaking. thinks Dave is a little too expensive. Still. Yeah, so seven million, a little too, which I'm fine. Just lower the price if he wants to go to Barca, let him go. He's he's earned the right to do what he wants to do. He's capping mm-hmm. us, captain, captained us. There we go. I'll say the word right now. <laughs> for for yeah. years, and 
he's left everything on the pitch, so I have no problem with him doing what he wants to do. Just find the right price, get him out the club, let him yeah, go finish yeah. his career in Spain. So yeah, and he's I mean he's been great. He just lost a step or two. So yeah, for sure. I think it, I think we know it's time probably. Yep. Um. Uh, I guess it's not official, official, but pretty much official. Everything but the actual picture on the uh, from the Chelsea Twitter um, for Raheem Sterling. Uh, he's apparently medical today in London or in London for his medical. So that looks to be imminent now. We finally, I guess, mm-hmm. we'll have the first signing of the uh, Todd Bowley era. Raheem Sterling uh, looking at 40, was it 47 and a half? With add-ons mm-hmm. for a total of fifty million, somewhere around there. So, um, yeah. I saw I mean, somebody else say that there might not be add-ons, so it could just be forty-seven and a half. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of Who, things going around about it. Yeah, forty-seven and a half, fifty, somewhere in that price range, which is all what we we sort of knew would be around forty-five, fifty is what everybody sort of said going into it. So that's sort of what we, you know, everybody was sort of thinking going into it. And like, I do sort of want to. I guess I've sort of come around on Sterling a little more. Mm-hmm. After like looking at his stats and everything in the Premier League and sort of what he's done uh, over the last few years uh, in the Premier League, I think it's it's admirable. So I'll just read off his in all competitions since this is starting in 26, 2017. So this is a combination of goals and assists for Sterling. 2016, 2017, he had 30. 2017, 2018, he had 40. 2018, 2019, he had 42. 2019, 2020, he had 41. 2021, 2020, 2021, he had 26. And 2021, 22, he had 26 again. So, I mean, he's goals and assists. You give me 26 goals and assists this season, I will be happy with you as long as you're not flopping in the box and missing sitters. Right, right. So... yeah, I feel the same way. I I I think there's always a level of excitement when we sign someone. And mm-hmm. so I've probably been excited for almost every player that we've signed in <laughs> in some way. Um but I also with that have apprehension, but because I just know what happens to our somebody when they get in our front line. Yeah. And but I feel like I'm with you. I feel like this is a good signing. He's 27. He's proven in the Premier League. He seems like he wants to be on the team. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. So I I will go forth with that excitement, and then hopefully he'll score goals because that is what we need. Yep. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I've moved from the being negative about this because I did think mm-hmm. – we might be paying a little too much for Aram to begin with. I'm not the biggest Raheem Sterling fan personally. Just mm-hmm. I don't like. I, I mean, I don't like City players, so there's that. And then I just don't like. I never have liked Sterling, so it's just one mm-hmm. of those things. But the more the signings got here, sort of like you said, it's like okay, I've I've gotten a little excited about it now. Um, I'm. Definitely cautiously optimistic. Like if he can put up those numbers for us consistently, I will be happy. His wages don't make me happy. That is one part of the negative. He'll be the one of the highest, what three players in the EPL now, I believe. Um, 
So 300 K a week, right? Yeah. 300. I think it's over 300 K. I think it's like three. Oh, when he because I think he was getting 300 at city and he got like a little raise to come here or something. It wasn't much, but um, especially like the wages make me nervous, especially when we have Mount and Reese that we're both have to enter into contract negotiations with. And then mm-hmm. we have somebody like Werner who's getting paid, I believe, to 70 a week mm-hmm. or something like that, which is just outrageous for what he's given us. The yeah. return on investment is not there. So it's, it sort of makes me nervous that our, our wage structure is going to be a little bit out of whack. if We can't unload somebody like a Werner, especially with the mount and the Reese deals that we need to complete in the next year. Um, yeah. So that's about, if he, like I said, if he goes in and scores goals and gets assists and has 26, 30 goals and assists in all competitions at the end of the year, at the end of the season, I will sing Raheem Sterling's praises on this podcast. Um, I will say I was wrong to begin with. Right now, I'm in the cautiously optimistic camp, and I am more relieved that we actually have signed someone than anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like, first, we didn't know who was going to own us. Then it was how many people are leaving the club. Then we're a month into transfer season. It's like, oh gosh, they can they can do the job. It's nice to see. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see that they're actually out there working right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Clearly a joke, but you know, still, right. it's like we got some results finally. So cause it's <laughs> like everything else is like in the crapper right now. It's just like no, this is it's all just going downhill with everybody else. So it's it's good to have a little upbeat you know, signing somebody coming in. Like I said, we'll see, see how it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like <laughs> I, I'm nervous, but I am excited that <laughs> we finally have someone coming in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully well, it's not the only one. If it, if he is the only one, it's going to be a long season and a very entertaining podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very pretty when I'm angry. Oh man, I already look angry today because I'm like slightly sunburned, so my face is really red. So it's going <laughs> to permanently look like this if this is our only signing. But um, so uh, so uh, we did. We failed to talk about this last week uh, on the podcast, and you had said mm-hmm. we should talk about it, and I just forgot to mention it um in the notes or whatever. Um. Our home and away kits have been released now. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts on the new look? When I see a, you know, because we all see the leaks when they yeah. when they happen before they're officially released, and um, and so I don't think our jerseys look that great just hanging up, and then like in a leak picture because it's always like this pixelated somebody's got a watermark on it it's got terrible lighting it's on the worst hanger that it could possibly be on it's like wrinkled you can't see the badge or anything well and it's like okay so what is that collar you're trying to zoom in but you can't see it very well i don't know why all the leak pictures always feel like somebody took that picture on a potato but that's essentially what happens and so I I was not happy about it. And then I started seeing when they did the official leak and they had like that weird, like awkward class photo that Chelsea sent out. Have you seen that? They got like a bunch of players together and they just, yeah. 
Yeah. And so Very weird. I think it looks pretty good. And I think that our training stuff looks pretty good. And, um, and I, I actually really enjoyed it and I like the socks, which is weird. I haven't seen the socks so yet. It's basically that. just like got a blue stripe kind of like three fourths of the way up or like a light, like, like that turquoisey teal that greeny turqu- yeah. light stripe yeah that that is part of our color palette now i don't know um i don't know I don't, when that happened i missed that yeah i've never really liked a prominent collar on a jersey but i don't know why that is um and then i don't like the little button at the top like there's like a little thing here and so i was looking at uh chalaba like on it and it's like i don't know if the shirt it doesn't quite like he fills it out okay, but it's like mm-hmm. the way that he's in it, there there's like this weird wrinkle like here with the button. I'm trying to demonstrate it, it's not doing very yeah, well. The, but the button's like, weird. Yeah, I don't really like that aspect of it, but I think overall it's kind of safe and boring, but like with the collar, maybe it looks I thought it looked better on the players. That that's how I felt. How do you feel about the home kit? I need our contract with Nike to end as soon as possible. <laughs> I am sick and tired of these stupid Nike kits. I need Adidas yeah. back. And I'm a big Nike homer. I love Nike mm-hmm. shoes. I have a ton of Nike clothes, but I want Adidas back. I do yeah. not like this aqua blue color. I, it, the way kits to me look better, but I mm-hmm. still don't like them. I'm tired of Nike screwing up our kits every year. I'm just sick of Nike. Like Nike soccer has been pure trash these last few years for everybody, not just Chelsea. It's everybody. Nike kids. There's very few out there that actually have good looking Nike kids. Like Puma is putting out better kits than Nike is right now. So mm. I'm not a big Nike fanboy when it comes to soccer uh, kits and Chelsea's don't. I, the button makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't. Why is there a button there? Why? Just don't have the button on the shirt makes no sense. Like, is that like Does some it kind unbutton? of... Con- I haven't seen it unbuttoned. I could not have seen it in a picture, but... I mean, it's only one button. Like, <laughs> like I mean, like, what are you doing? It's just one it's- button. Like, I've, I've seen kits, you know, with multiple buttons on them, and I've had those before, and those... Like, I know everybody doesn't like them. I don't hate those kits as much, but mm-hmm. one button? Like, come on, Nike. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Well, and it... It's like not even like a button button. Like I didn't even realize it was a button at first. It's like a rivet. So it's I don't I don't know what it what it is about it, but I don't I don't really like the button. Um I I'm anti Nike whatever. I will say the Nike check in our stands looks pretty cool. Like I'm fine with being sponsored yeah. by Nikes. I just want Nike to up their kit game. That's all I want. I want you to go out and whoever's been designing Adidas kits, go pay them more money to come design their kits for you. <laughs> they clearly know what they're doing and you don't. So yeah. it's I go through this every year with the United States men's kit too. So it's it's frustrating for me with the US kits as well because they suck every year too. So it's like I yeah. don't ever want to buy a kit. Ever, we haven't had a good jersey since the bomb pop. That was the last great mm. United States men's jersey. I would yeah. still wear that thing to this day, and it is amazing. I wish I had multiple, <laughs> but I love that jersey. So do you like? Do you re- like the? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, do I? I like the away jersey. Like I, th- I think it looks good. I so I'm reading a little bit about the jerseys, and apparently, 
they're supposed to honor um one of our managers from 70 years ago ted drake so shows you how much history i know but why what's like why i'm not really sure just give me a blue shirt i mean now i will say this nike does not have a lot to work with with three being our sponsor because it is such just a terrible look on the front of the kit that that doesn't (laughs) yeah like Adidas was winning because they had freaking Samsung on the front of it. And that was just an amazing sponsor. And the shirts always just look clean with Samsung on it. Um, I, I did like our, pri- our warm-up kits. They look better than our regular kits do. Like I like the warm-up kit too. The yeah. warm-up kits look amazing. Like, why can't we just wear that? Apparently, it's because he modernized football. And so... He's the one who changed our nickname to the Pensioners, feeling it would be more fitting for a dynamic team he was building in West London. It is a moniker which has remained ever since, and the blues appears in the detailing on the buttons on the new shirt's color. Color, I mean, sorry. I don't... It says... So I'm looking at... Man, the Chelsea website's pretty bad. Like, when I'm just reading an article here. And the collar also references another change to the club's identity made by Drake, which is to the test of time, the introduction of the iconic lion rampant regardant to the club's badge, replacing the image of a Chelsea pitcher as the control theme under the legendary blues balls. But what does that have to do or with aqua theme. blue? Wow. What does I'm that have to do with aqua blue? Yeah, I haven't seen that. I don't know if that's just part of the modernizing or I'm not really sure. I just, I'm ready to move on from Nike. Can, and I don't know when our deal's up. I need to look into that. But Adidas, please, please take us back. I beg you. <laughs> so I was an art major in college. And I know BS when I see it. And I think what happened was Nike designed this and then they just filled in the blanks. They were like, hmm, who can we get to fit this? Like they That's- didn't actually think about Ted Drake when they were, when they were designing this. They, uh, they thought about that after is what this sounds like to me. Just saying. Yeah. If, if you notice, I haven't really, I haven't looked at a lot of the kits this year, but in the past, what Nike has sort of done, and this is one reason I don't really like Nike when they're designing soccer kits is they sort of have a template, a template and mm-hmm. they go with that template and they just use the team colors for it. And there's nothing yeah. unique or standoutish about it. And that's one of my things, problems with Nike. And that's one thing I always thought Adidas, how they separated themselves from Nike in the kit market was, always felt like when Adidas had us, we had some kind of unique design that was always mm-hmm. to Chelsea. And it wasn't necessarily just this mock-up that they gave to 20 teams and they just put our colors on it, you know? So it always felt like we yeah. were treated a little more special with Adidas. Because, um, I mean, even, like, last year, like, I, I loved our yellow kits. Like, I, those were some of the best kits we've had in a while with Nike. But then again, they were just plain yellow kits with a blue stripe right right i mean like it's nothing special but it is a good looking kit um yeah and they did have i call them the halloween kits um a couple years ago was the all black with the orange on it i did Mm -hmm. like those kits i actually i like those too i have one of those jerseys uh because i like them so much um so those were good kits they had they usually give us about one good kit every couple of years and so or every year we at least one of the three is usually fairly decent so mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I did but. go back and look. I'm going back just a little bit because I I don't feel like I properly responded, but the bomb pop kit 
for the US. Uh, I'm looking at pictures of that, and that is a good looking kit. It is. I love the Bomb Pop kit. It is this, yeah. in my opinion, it it's up there with they had uh one with the uh the sash or no no the Waldo kit the Waldo oh, kit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the Waldo kit is probably the most iconic one and then we had the bomb pop and uh, the denim one back in the oh, yeah. '90s was I think it was in the late '80s early '90s the denim kit was pretty sweet too um mm-hmm. but yeah. So anyway, enough about kids. Let's move on to the most outlandish rumor of the week. And this one I find quite humorous. Uh, scrolling through the old Twitter today, came across these couple of tweets that stated that none other than our crosstown London rivals Arsenal are planning to make a shocking bid for none other than Nagola Conte. So, oh, man. Wow outrageous rumor how do you feel about this jason who who said that i don't even i should have gone back and screenshotted the tweet so i could have a reference to it but there was a a couple people out there that were saying that you know most outlandish thing i don't know it's just crazy man just nuts on on the chelsea subreddit they have tiers of like who's ranked uh Mm -hmm. as a reliable source Mm-hmm. And that's like, I don't think they have this, but that would be a tier 10. That is the yeah. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, they, they have some, I think they go to like one, two and three and then they just have unranked because they have a couple <laughs> yeah, of people yeah. that have been like, they post on there that were imported on the uh, Barca and Rafinha drama and it's just been unranked news, like unranked yeah. sources. So. Yeah, that that's definitely, it's, it shouldn't even be considered. Like, yeah, don't. I don't, I don't, I guess that's why I didn't see it on the subreddit because it's so dumb. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb. I agree. I just was thought that was quite humorous when it came across. I was like, okay, we're not, yeah. I mean, although we do have a history of selling players to Arsenal for some strange reason, I haven't we figured do. that one out yet, but they're we, our retirement home. They are, <laughs> they do. They, they are. We really like selling players to rivals. I mean, granted, they're not usually good players. I mean, or anymore. They're I mean, old by then. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What? Who who's cares? it been? It was Dava Louise and William and Czech. Czech That's who we yeah. Sold and, but I mean, recently. then we sold, uh, we sold Maddich for like 40 million whenever he was like 30 something years old to United. I just laughed yeah, all the way yeah. to the bank on that one. That was a great piece of business right there. We sold Juan Mata to United as well. Now that was a dumb move. That was yeah. pure stupidity. I'm still mad over that. <laughs> I liked Juan Mata. He was a good player. Uh, I did too. Yeah, so, he was awesome. I think we sold him right after he got like our player of the year. Yep, we <laughs> or did something like that. It was like it was like he got our player uh, of the year. And I'm like, I will sell him. We don't need him anymore. So stupid. Yeah, and it's like it was Jose that sold him, and then he uh, freaking yeah. gets to United, and he's like, "I'll oh, we'll take Juan Mata. Sure, why not?" Yeah. <laughs> Come this on, was the plan all along. This is all the <laughs> my evil plan worked. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to start off our segment this week. Uh, we do it. We've been going through the lineup uh, of players that we think are going to stay and players we think we're going to go, send them out alone, what we want to do with them through this next year. Uh, we did goalkeepers and defenders a couple weeks ago. And tonight we're going to do the midfield. Um, we sort of just took the players from. Uh, that were on the list of players that were that are in America right now, currently with the squad. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Um, true midfielders. Uh, so we're just going to run down the list. I'm going to give you a name, Jason, and 
you tell me, um, are you clicking in the document right now? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking I can at totally it. see it moving. That's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to go through here, give you a name and, uh, and you tell me whether stay, keep them, send them out alone, sell them, whatever you want to do with them. Take them out okay. back behind the woodshed. I don't care. Just, I don't Whatever like you... the segment because it really does expose how little I know about everything. <laughs> All right. First one we got up is uh, Mr. Ross Barkley, the number one healthiest person on the Chelsea team from last year. Keep him. Keep, keep Absolutely. Ross? Yes. And I, I have one reason. Okay. And it's ridiculous. And it's because I love it when Ross Barkley comes in as a sub in like the 80-something minute. And I always think he can win the game for us. <laughs> and we always... You and I always get so excited when he comes <laughs> off the bench. And that's always the hope. And one day it will happen. I don't, there's no other player I would get that excited about or that, that I think you and me collectively would get about. And everyone will see this when we post our chats after the games. And everyone will know how excited we get about Ross Barkley. I want him so badly to stay. Just one for that these, reason. One of these days, we will get a Ross Barkley masterclass, and it will be amazing. And we yes. will gloat in people's faces. <laughs> I I want to meet Ross Barkley. If I had the chance to meet anyone on the team, it's freaking Ross Barkley. Oh, man. What about you? Well, I mean, I, th- I think you just swayed me to keep him. I was firmly yes. in the uh, sell Ross Barkley uh, house you know, earlier today, but I've just been convinced that we need to keep Ross Barkley for no other purpose than entertainment. Just yeah. entertainment for the team and for you and me personally. Selfish. Yeah. It's just we're, selfish reasoning here. In, in this case, we're going to be selfish and we are going to move Ross Barkley to the keep pile for purely selfish reasons. <laughs> he better stay now. I, I think I will be devastated if he leaves the club. I'm hoping Ross Barkley starts for us next Saturday night. And within the first 10 minutes, banger from 25 yards out, just bangs oh in the back of the net. He's the only reason I'm probably going to watch preseason. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're starting the Ross Barkley hype train early this season. So when he has a breakout year at what like 28, 29, however old he is, we're gonna be like, what I a, told you so. Do we need we need something like the rally towel? Like in the was that the socks a while back? We need something like that. We need like a rally towel or like a chant. Like when he comes in. Or something. I, I need I need like a physical object to wave when he comes in the game as a sub. I, I will figure it out. We need to DM Ross Barkley and ask him to, for uh, this is completely not creepy, Ross, but we need you to send us a personal item, T-shirt, something. Yes. Whenever you come in the game, we can wave around and cheer for you, you know. And just yes. Bring us good luck so that you will score goals. Yes. I, I will DM him tonight. I mean, I have, I mean, if you really think about it, like, is, I mean, do you have any less hope that Ross Barkley is going to score versus Warner? I mean, like, nope. I mean, I'm just as keen that Ross Barkley can score a goal in this game that Warner can score a goal. So, I mean, oh, I, I probably have more hope that Barkley <laughs> would score it. So, oh, man, uh, we need to clip this and put it on Twitter. This needs to get clipped. <laughs> What a great, what a great conversation that is. So Ross Barkley is officially now, I've been swayed 
He is in the keep pile. <laughs> I love your reasoning. Your reasoning was 100% logical and correct. And thank you for letting showing me the light. Okay, yeah. Any Anytime. Like, um, I'm glad. Uh, I mean, I, I just, I appealed to your, um, your, or I pulled your heartstrings because I know how Definitely. much you love Ross Barkley too. And so it was a bit manipulative, but I'm, I'm glad that it worked. It definitely did. It definitely did. All right. Um, next on the list. Oh, young Connor. What's we got to keep him. I think so too. Where you loan, are you loaning so- him out? Or are you keeping him? I don't know. I get I I guess it depends on who we sign. Like I I don't know. Maybe it's too early to tell. I would love to see him like play for us. I mean, I think he's awesome. So Yeah, I think you gotta give him a shot. Um Yeah. He's young. He proved himself last year in the Where was he league. at last year? Palace, I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Crystal Palace. Um so he proved that he could play last year. Um Hill service is a is a good. I mean, my thing with these young players all the time is is can you get them to buy into their role that they're going to have mm-hmm. at the club? Because everybody's not a Mount or a Reese James where they're just going to come in and dominate and start. So it's the same thing with Colwell at the back is and uh, Galaga in the in the midfield. Are they going to buy into this role that okay we need you to be role players on this team? you're a valuable role player to us is, and is mm-hmm. that something that they want or are they going to want more playing time, which, and I don't get the vibe from either one of them that they would cause drama in the locker room or anything like that because they're not getting enough yeah. playing time, but you, you've got it. And that's Tuchel's job is to get them to buy into this role. And I'm, I'm, would love to keep him on the squad as a mm-hmm. rotation player. Cause I mean, clearly what, and I mean, he should just Tuchel should just sit him down and be like, Connor, we have some of the worst physios in this league. You are going to get plenty of playing time this year because half our team will be out injured for the majority <laughs> of the year. So you're going to get plenty of playing time this year. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I also think too with us trying to bolster front line and back line, like I think that we are really gonna be uh strapped in the midfield if we don't keep some of the the promising players um that are on on the younger end of things so for sure for sure i agree um mr billy gilmore oh you gotta keep him are you loaning him out uh it depends i don't know i'm probably not gonna say anybody alone i'm i'm all in or not in at all. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I, I mean, I, I think Billy Gilmore, very, very solid player, played for us several times last year. I think that he um, is experienced. I think that he might as well play with us instead of going out alone. And I think you would probably loan a few of the others before you loaned him. But again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't, like I, I don't really know what to say about him because under Lampard, Lampard played him a pretty decent amount, mm-hmm. and he he would have his moments where he looked really good. And I'm like, okay, this guy is is got some class to him, and then he would just turn around and have a bad game, and he wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. And so last year with him going out alone, I think he went to Norwich, Norwich, I believe is where he went, and then he didn't get 
there was some kind of running with the coach, whatever, and he was playing at the beginning of the year, then ended up pretty much just sitting there and not getting any playing time, you know, the back half of the season. Yeah. And so it was like, it's one of those things like I, I would have liked to have seen if he could have had that become more consistent in his role. Cause yeah. that was my big thing with him whenever Lampard was here, he would have some good games, but then he would have some games where he just sort of wasn't there and you didn't really see him on the pitch. So I would like a little more consistency out of him. So I think for that reason, I would loan him out. Um, yeah. To hopefully get, get him some premier league experience at a lower you know, tier team, loan him out there, and hopefully that team will actually play him, unlike teams in the past. Maybe see if Fulham wants him because we have a good relationship mm-hmm. with them. They took uh, Lotus Cheek, you know, a couple years ago out on loan, and mm-hmm. he played for them pretty a lot. They're also a London club, so that helps as well. So he wouldn't have to uproot his, you know, go anywhere else. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I might have said he played for us last season, but I meant with Lampard. I knew, so. yeah, I got you. I knew what you meant. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Kovacic. Uh, keep. Not, yeah, keep. I mean, there's no real, there's no real debate here. I don't think it's, you keep him. He's a, he's a starter. He shouldn't, yeah. Meaning he should start every game. My only concern with Kovacic, and I was going to cover this later when I'll, I'll, I'll save that take for later when I talk, we talked about okay. Mateus Noons. I'll let's, I'll save that take for later. Um, Mount, sell him. <laughs> Get him out nah. the club. No, nah. <laughs> I mean he was my player of the season last episode. So yeah, that would be sure. weird. I uh, I'm interested. This is this is my thing with Mount. This is this has nothing to do with keeping him or anything like that. I'm all for keeping Mason Mount and getting him a new contract ASAP. If Dave Lee, you know what? We're gonna save that. No, that's a conversation <laughs> to have next episode that we will talk about. Join us next okay. episode for who we think should captain Chelsea if Dave leaves. Whoa. There's a topic yeah. for next week. We, we're, we're trying to book it through uh, this now. So, Spoilers, Ross Barkley. <laughs> Comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll really come into his own if he gets that armband. I think that's, yes. the, that's the missing link. That's the missing piece of Ross Barkley's game is the captain armband. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll wave around when he super subs as captain. <laughs> you can go buy one of those at uh, Academy Sports or Dick's. They have the uh, captain armband. You can go buy one there and just move mm-hmm. it around. I'll get a blue Sharpie and write Barkley captain on it. I don't know. Captain Barkley. That's, that's captain good, Barkley. Actually. That's got a good, that's got a good ring to it. That's got sounds a real like, good ring to it. Sounds like Captain Morgan's like <laughs> great value cousin. <laughs> This is like a knockoff Captain Morgan, like this, <laughs> this cheap rum that just gives you like the worst headache in the world. You know, the oh, next yeah. morning when you wake, you have like a glass of it, you wake up the next morning with the most brutal headache ever because it's nothing but sugar. <laughs> uh, that sounds perfect to me. That's, that's Ross Barkley in a nutshell. <laughs> Captain Barkley. <laughs> oh, man. So we, we both agree Mason should stay. Um, Harvey Vale. He's so young. young. He's played like one game for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just loan him out. Get him some. Get him some. See if there's a Premier League team that'll take him. Maybe he can have a year like yeah. Connor had. I don't know. Yeah, he like subbed in for Lukaku or something last season. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean that he he was clearly better than Lukaku as well. So maybe we yeah, should keep yeah. him around. I mean, anybody yeah. was better than Lukaku last season, <laughs> especially Ross yeah. Barkley. 
Oh man, so good. Um, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Oh man, I think we have to keep him though, don't we? He is. He's getting old though. It's like twenty six. He's twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's coming into his prime. That's what that means. I'm thoroughly in the cell. Ruben left his cheek. Mm, camp. Okay. Um, depending on how much we can get for him, uh, I would like to sell him. I just don't think he's lived up to his hype. He's not going to progress anymore. You don't think? I don't think so. I think he sort of hit his peak. And I think we saw that last year with Chelsea is mm-hmm. that he's serviceable, but is he Chelsea quality serviceable? Yeah, yeah. Like I expect when somebody comes off the bench to not just to be able to run over people and bully them off the ball. I expect you to be able to make the connecting passes to get forward, to score, to put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, yeah. I, he, I, I, I was not disappointed in him last year, but I wasn't like overly hyped, like to the point where, Oh my gosh, we need to keep this guy, lock him up, you know? And I had a lot of hope, optimism about Ruben left his cheek in the beginning. I thought he was going to develop into a good player. And he just sort of, seems developed into a, a good quality football player, but I think we could sell him and bring in a replacement, you mm-hmm. know, for him that it, would be younger and, you know, along those injuries lines. haven't helped him either. I would agree with that. That's probably a big reason that his development probably hasn't taken off as much as I thought it would was because of his injuries that hadn't helped. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, now we'll get to the two big ones in the room. Um, we'll we'll do the one that we both I know for sure one hundred percent agree on first. Jason's most hated player from last season, the <laughs> one that he had the strongest words of anger against in the in the in the chats during a match day. Uh, I was not too far behind them though. I will say I mm-hmm. do not care for this player either. I will not shed a tear if he leaves the club. Mm-hmm. But Jason, let's—I want to hear your honest opinion about Mister Jorginho. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so I—I uh, I love him, but he's no Ross Barkley. But he needs to go, and we're going to get blowback from like our two listeners. So I understand. I don't know. They're my mom and dad, I, so who knows? Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't really have any clue what I'm doing. Daniel's mom and Daniel's dad. I'm laying it out here for you right now. Jorginho is the most overrated midfielder in the game right now. Hot take over. Hot take done. So Daniel's mom and dad, I love you. I've known you for a long time, but <laughs> you think wrongly about Jorginho here. And he's not good. I, I do not think he is good. I don't think he's good in any pairing that we have in the pivot. Mm-hmm. I do not think he compresses our defense. He runs at one speed. He has a slow. terrible first touch. He is slow, yes. But he doesn't, he doesn't speed up or slow down based on the speed of the ball. He will, he will ball watch, and he'll follow the ball. And he's very predictable on his movements. And so I don't he's easy to defend and because he's easy to defend defenses are able to um, then creep up. And, and if he makes an out pass, it, it can be a poor pass. Like the players still receive it, but it's a poor pass. So even if it's completed 
And, and I was reading an article about this, so I'm kind of echoing some of that um, as well. Um, copyright strike, but I won't say who it is, but I, uh, I agree with everything they said. And it's the reason why I don't like him. Like you watch him and he slows down play and he, he does not provide a good out from us playing from the back. And he pisses me off every time he has the, the ball. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, yeah, I think he's the most overrated player. I hate every time a ball gets passed to him. And, um, and he, I think he's a great, great teammate. I think he's well liked in the club. I think he has uh, been instrumental in spots, but I, I think overall he's the most overrated midfielder in the game. I would agree. I don't. My my thing with Jorginho is is I, everything that you said is a hundred percent correct, and I think my hatred from Jorginho also stems from the fact that he was brought in for Sorry to play that midfield in his formation to run Sorry ball. That's the reason we went out and bought him. Whatever, I don't care. Buy the players the manager wants. I'm fine with that doesn't fit our system anymore. And even when he was in sorry ball, it still was not that great. But I go back and I look at um, Fabregas, who we had before him. And I look at that, mm. and that's what I was am comparing Jorginho to, is, is Sesk. I mean, the balls that he played in, Mm. freaking nuts. I went back and watched the highlight video of him. And then I also went and looked up his stats from last year because I know he was a free agent to see if he did anything last year because I was going to be like, let's bring Fabregas back to the team. <laughs> he apparently sucked last year, so that's probably not a good oh, idea. Man. But anyway, yeah. the the beauty of the ball that Fabregas could play in mm-hmm. is, is what we're missing in that midfield. We don't have that. We thought Jorginho was going to be that. He's not that. And mm-hmm. we need to get him out of the club. He doesn't work in the pivot, like you said. With it doesn't matter if he's playing with Kova or Conte, it doesn't work. When he's playing Do you with think Kante, he works in a four three three? Better. Because that would that might be our formation next season. He's I think he's better in that, but I still don't mm-hmm. think he's that good. And especially if he wants to go back to Italy, let him go back to Italy now, sell him while we can get money for him and just be done and dusted with it and go home. There's nothing else mm-hmm. we need to do. Um, I'm fine with letting him go. I agree with you. Yeah. So, um, so brings us to the last midfielder, the biggest one, the best in the world. The golden Conte. How do you feel about Conte? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Sorry. That's from a TV show. <laughs> I, He's old, er, yeah. He's thirty-one, mm-hmm. which for Conte normally wouldn't be that big of a deal because the the guy can run for days. That's true. I think he's one of the nicest people on the planet. No doubt about that. I think he's one of the most humble players. I think he's one of the most good sport players you will find in the game. I loved Rudiger picking him up and holding him up to the camera at the champions league. Like I love, I love everything about Conte. 
except he is incredibly injury prone now. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if we can rely on him the way that we have in the past. I agree with that. That's my biggest concern with Conte is his injury proneness and it's sort of it's catching up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It's like I'm I'm torn. It's like I don't want the guy to go because he is such a nice guy. Like my favorite Conte story is the fact that when they won the when he won the World Cup with France, one of his teammates had to go ask for the trophy for Conte because Conte was <laughs> too humble and too embarrassed to go ask to hold the Degum trophy that he just helped his team win. Yeah. So it's one of those things that's like, yeah, but he, and I try not to think too much with my, my heart and my emotions when I'm thinking about selling players, because I think mm-hmm. that's where we get in trouble. We hold on to people too long mm-hmm. and all signs are starting to point to, okay, his body might be, deteriorating so let's at least try and get something for him now mm-hmm. yeah instead of down the road losing him for free because he doesn't resign a contract with this or he we do resign him and he just ends up being injury prone for the next two or three years it's, right and then so i'm more leaning toward let's let him go mm-hmm. you can get 50 million maybe for him. I mean, the whole, I guess the whole vaccine thing sort of makes me nervous now because of that whole story coming out. So I don't really, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you put Nagola Conte on the market, people will call and they will not sure. hang up the phone on you when you find out about the vaccination status because it's Conte. Yeah. I'm figuring we can fleece somebody for 50 or 60 million. <laughs> yeah. And what do you know? We just failed to sign Rafinha today. Huh? That's an extra 65 million. I don't know. Why don't we yeah. go buy Declan Rice at that point in time? Yeah. Yeah. Sell no, Jorginho I, too. You have the money there to go out and buy Declan Rice. I agree with everything about that. Yeah. I it, like it would be really hard to see him go. I think it's kind of like Nadal in tennis. Like the dude gives a thousand percent, and like he had to withdraw from Wimbledon this year because of an injury to himself. And like Nadal has spent a large portion of his career injured. And I think Conte's the same way. Just how hard he pushes himself, his work rate is phenomenal. And I think that he his body has not been able to keep up with the work rate or with the with the way that he's pushed it. So I think you that you see it in in athletes. And then I know athletes are kind of super now and they can go past thirty. I don't know. Chelsea has had a long-standing tradition of only extending a one-year contract to a player that is thirty or above. Um, so I, I don't know what where that stands now uh, with with new management and new uh, directors of football and and all that jazz. So I, I don't know. I, I'm like you. I would get scared for us to offer him a contract and then get stuck in a situation where he is injury or he's injured for the majority of that contract. And, um, and yeah, so I I would say get what you can out of him, but that's really sad to say. It is. It's, it's, it's very, it's heartbreaking to have to say something like that because it's like this guy served the club well and he's just Mm -hmm. such a nice guy. He's the best. He's the absolute best. 
And so it's almost like, geez, this sucks. But at the same time, it's like what's best for business mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's like, I, don't know. I mean, it's, he's the reason we won our last, um, our last Premier League title, like mm -hmm. in 2017. But he's also, that was in 2017. That was like yeah. five years ago. Sure. So I don't know. That was sort of sad, emotional, so sort of a downer to end it on. So I guess we can sort yeah. of transition into the craziness that is the uh, transfer window right now. I don't even know what to say about this transfer window. Um, it, we are a, we're a, so it's been open since the transfer window has been open since June 1st. Mm -hmm. We are June. No, we're July the 10th today. 10th. So we have a little mm -hmm. over a month and a half left in the transfer window. We mm -hmm. have not even officially signed anybody yet. We are still only have one potential, possibly two potential signings. Um, I understand we're transitioning. I, I, I get that. But at the same time, what are we doing? I don't it does know. seem like we're taking a long time to really close deals that people yeah. are like nowhere in the works and know have been happening. And it, it seems like we're taking a very long time to close them. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I like, so let's just jump into the Rafinha thing. It eventually, it officially came out today that he, what? Yeah. 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 So, yeah I thought, so, oh, now. I thought you had some breaking news that something had happened. <laughs> something else had happened. <laughs> that <laughs> saga, <laughs> and I was going to be like, Oh, no shocker there. What's happened now? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rafinha. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good, man. Uh, Rafinha, uh, Don, apparently dusted, going to Barca. Who cares? I don't care at this point in time. I'm just glad the stinking transfer saga with him is done. I didn't want him here to begin with. I yeah. Just think, he's gone. That's it's. I'm glad I don't have to talk about him anymore. This good riddance. I'll delete it right now from our shared document. Hey, please do. Gone. Did you see it disappear? I did. I saw it disappear. Gone. Yeah, Rafinha. Is gone. No more to be talked about. You can have them, Barca. You overpaid for them. We were going to overpay for them. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for taking them off our hands. I think it became obvious by the end of this that he did not want to be at Chelsea. He wanted Barcelona. And yeah. when it comes to that point, if you're Chelsea, you just have to step away from the deal. And we should have stepped away it. a while back. I agree. I agree. Um, Delit. Another one that's just like blowing my mind. Like we're the only people pursuing him. And then all of a sudden here comes Byron Munich out of nowhere. All of a yeah. sudden, Oh, well, he's going to go to Byron Munich now. You know, they're going to there. I think I read right before we got on, uh, that he is, uh, the Byron Munich management is going to be in Italy tomorrow for negotiations with Juve. Um, I, it's like you just hit the you know nail on the head a minute ago when you said we just seem to be moving really slow in these transfers. Hey, I hope he has fun winning the Bundesliga with like no competition every year. Good yeah, job. There's none. I mean, I, I think like it came out earlier too that his management is pushing for that this Bundesliga move, and I think mm -hmm. the biggest reason that that is happening is because they know that he still has. He's going to sign a four or five year contract with Bayern Munich, probably four years option for five. So that puts him at 
20, is he 22 right now? Is mm-hmm. that how old he, yeah, so he'll be 26, 27 when he finishes out his contract. So he's got another big contract coming. And they yeah. know that if he moves to the Premier League and shits the bed, that there goes that last contract money. He's not getting that big money. But if he goes mm. to Bayern Munich, which is, like you just said, a weaker league, there's no competition there. The only competition that they played where they, they play anybody is in the Champions League, and that has mm-hmm. not been going well for them lately. They are not yeah. bossing the Champions League like they used to back in the day. Yeah. So um, their, their biggest challengers are usually Dortmund or uh, Red Bull. You know, there's a couple. You know, Bundesliga, there's some new teams on the rise, but they're still not challenging Bayern Munich for that title. So yeah. they're setting their client up for a, a big payday in the end because it's gonna, he's going to go to Bayern Munich and he's going to be a star there and he's going to play in an inferior league. But look at his stats. Look at what he's done. Look at all the trophies he's won. You need to pay him. Right. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I... Yeah. I Good riddance to him, too. If... Yeah. Like, are we... Like, let's talk about something real fast before we go to the next one. Still, Are we not a desirable club to come to? Mm. Like, I don't know. Mm. Like, do we just not have the draw? That's a tasty question. That is, I feel like that is a question that has, I don't know. I don't know how to answer. That might be one we might need to answer next week. Cause I might need some time to think on that. Cause that is mm. a deep question that that's a good question. You stumped me. Yeah. I'm stumped right now. Yeah, I mean, I think about it a lot just in terms of like if we if we're going for a player and we've negotiated with the club and we are mm-hmm. in talks and it, by all, you know, and we're going based off of rumors and we don't know what's happening in those talks or whatever, but if we're in talks with a player and we're we're agreeing personal terms and another club comes along and then you you get your head turned. Like I don't I don't know if it's and it could be personal. It could be they just always want to play for Barca. They always want to play for Bayern. I don't know. It could it could be that. But it it does seem to be a prevailing theme this season that and and the memes are all out there. But that <laughs> we are we are a club that is, that teams are basically using to or, or that uh, players are using to get to another club. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like a weird thing that. Like we're big enough for a player to do that with, but we're not big enough for you to come play for us. And I know playing in London, the weather's not great. I understand. Like, it, just get over it. Like you're playing in London. You're playing for the pride of London. I don't know. It's interesting. London is blue. London is blue. It will always be blue. <laughs> That's it's not right. going to be Tottenham color. White. What are they? White. White and black. White and black. With. Red in their logo. I don't mm-hmm. know what they are. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting because we are a big club. We have, you know, just coming off winning the Champions League two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We have not won the Premier League in a while. I think that if you read the what's been posted about Sterling and why Sterling's coming here, it's because of two. Because Tuchel set him down and said, this is what how I want to use you. This is what I want to do with you. And that's why he's coming here. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see his first interview that you know, they always give on Chelsea TV. That 
they always had that first sit down interview with the players. I'm really interested to hear his and see if that's echoed in that interview because that's been the reports that have come out. And then you have somebody like, you know, and I think DeLitt and Rafinha are two different things. I think you have, it, it, it comes down to a player's mentality. You look at somebody like Rafinha, I think, yeah, he probably has dreamed about playing for Barcelona since he was a kid. That's probably mm-hmm. true. He wants to go there. He's forcing his way to Barcelona. Whatever. I don't have an issue with that. Just don't involve Chelsea in that, you know, but they did. They clearly used us in this process to get Barcelona to act you know, quicker and everything. So that's it. But then you have somebody like DeLitt who I think it comes down to his mentality. It's like, what's your mentality as a player? Do you want to be one of the best center backs in the world? Do you want Mm -hmm. to be known for that? Or do you want to just be known as an average center back that makes a lot of money? Because that's what he's faced with right now. He's faced with, okay, I can go to Bayern Munich and I can be a star at Bayern Munich, but will I be considered one of the best in the world? Probably right. not. When he could come to Chelsea and prove that you are one of the best in the world, that you are capable of being the next DVD, the Ruben Diaz. Like, you, you look at the teams, you know, that are above us in the table. They both have that star center back. DVD, Ruben Diaz, they have that. That's mm-hmm. what they have in common. That's why they compete every year. We don't have that. That's what we need. So if he doesn't have that mentality, and I don't really want him at the club. I want somebody that's hungry, that wants to come in here and prove that they they want that title of best center back, that they want to be that person to lead our back line after Tiago leaves, that they want to step up. They want to compete every week. Um, we're, it's, it's the best league in the world for a reason, and certain players just don't have the mentality to do that. And yeah. it's looking more apparently to me like DeLitt doesn't have that mentality that he's more influenced by his managers who are clearly, in my opinion, once again, just my opinion, thinking about their clients payday and not thinking about what's what maybe is best for their clients career or, or they're thinking about what's best for his career. taking the easy way out. That's what I'm looking for. They're taking the easy way out instead of taking you know, the load less traveled. Like, come to Premier League. Right. You might fall on your face, but you also yeah. might not. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. yeah, any move is risky. He could go to Byron and flop too, but he probably won't because Great Byron point. will win everything. Yeah. But like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I'm with you. I, I understand that they, that like money is like one of the biggest parts of a decision, but like, if you're not interested in being, it's like you said the other week, we have all the best coaches. We have the best players. We have the greatest clubs in the world here. Mm-hmm. And you have other leagues that have one or two clubs that will compete for a title. And here, you don't you don't know what's going to happen. It's like SEC football. You have no idea who's going to beat anybody on any day. And... uh and it could go any way. And you could be a star here. And we, yep. we are willing to build a defense around you. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to choose Byron. So, whatever. Yep. And that's fine. And I think <clears throat> I would like to get into the other league discussion a little more whenever we do like our Premier League season preview episode and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just point out how the Premier League is the best league in the world. And it's there's no questions about that. Um, but I think yeah. that's a point of the conversation to have on another day. Um, 
Kunde, I'm sick of hearing his name. I don't care. I'm fed up. I, I'm just, just, I, I'm just looking right now. I just want you to sign a defender, Chelsea. If, mm-hmm. At this point in time, I don't care if it's Delit. I don't care if it's Kunde. I don't care if it's Upa Mikado, however the heck you say his name. <laughs> that sounded good. Yeah, I, that's phonics. I don't know if that's right or not, though. Probably not. He's French. So Upa Mikado, something. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, they're the French accent. Um, <laughs> I don't care at this point in time. You just need to get the ball rolling on somebody and do it and put a bid on the table and ask get to personal terms with the player. And make either they accept it or they don't you walk away from the table and you move on to your next target. Because I feel like we're spread so thin right now that mm-hmm. we're we're not we have no backup plan. Like it's either okay, I feel like it's either delit or bust. And I mean that looks like a bust. Kunde looks like a bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're stuck with Nathan. Aki? Aki? Yeah. How do we say his name? Yeah, I, we're, we're stuck with him now. Like not in a K. K. He's Dutch, so yeah. He's but Dutch. we we say we say Nathan Ake around here. Nathan Ake. So I mean, it's one of those things. Like uh, we're 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 overpaying for a role playing center back, and I'm just like, what? Are, I don't know what we're doing this transfer window. I'm confused. Yeah. I don't. I don't honestly. I'm I'm just sort of tired of it already. And usually transfer. This is usually like Christmas to me. This is my favorite time of the year. And right. it is just, it's been sort of depressing this year, reading all the Chelsea yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, um, and it's like all the combinations of all the stuff that have come before. It, it doesn't seem to be helping us. And then we were kind of talking about on the first episode, like a little worried about Bowley, maybe, mm-hmm. like being the director of football. Like he has negotiation skills, supposedly, but it's like, Dude, you've never done this job before. You've never done this like, type of negotiation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what what's going on? I, I don't know. It, it does seem weird. And then it, it goes back to that conversation we had about how much leeway are do or how much trust do we put in Tuchel because he is giving them all the leeway. Right. And it's like, does he does he believe these guys are the best? And I, I don't know. It, it is frustrating. It, it Transfer season is like highs and lows, like, from minute to minute mm-hmm. too, uh, but it is, it is frustrating to like hear our name connected with somebody like Rafinha, who I think could have been good and then watch them get their head turned by a club that like can't afford anything. And I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't, I, I've just been, I'm sort of wor- worn out with this transfer window already. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I, the Nathan, a key stuff. And then like the whole Frank, uh, the young stuff that came out this week, like Barca yeah. essentially, I, and, and I think this is just a ploy by Barca to get Man United to act, to try and drive the price up or to get Man United to, mm. to buy. But the thing is, is the whole reason, apparently he doesn't want to go to United. He wants to stay at Barcelona, but Barcelona owe him like $20 million in backed wages. And wow. anybody that buys him, they're wanting him in order for them to agree to sell him, he has to write off that they owe him that money. So in his mind, why the heck would I leave when you owe me this money and I want to wow. be here? Like Barcelona is just in such disarray right now. 
So it, it doesn't I, sound good for them. No, it doesn't. Whenever they're having to essentially sell off their rights, which is just moving the goalposts further and further down the field until right. you know next year and the year after that, eventually you run out of assets to sell and you go under. Now, whether the government will let that happen or not, that's another question because they are such a historical club, but they are one of the worst run clubs in club football right now. So Man. anyway, but yeah, you see the De Young stuff come out. I'm like, yeah, he'd be a great player. But if you're talking about spending 70 or 80 million on him, whatever the number is, it's ridiculous. It's astronomical. It's crazy. Just go out and buy freaking Declan Rice. I'd right. rather you go out and buy somebody that I can see playing for this club and that I know is going to fit our system other than I think De Young could. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd be good, but I think we're just getting, it's another situation where we're getting used. Like you were right. talking about earlier. It's just one of those type situations. Like go get Declan Rice. He can force a move if he wants to. And I think if we go get if we go and make that, you know, connection to him, he'll force his move he'll force his way out of West Ham. We might have to pay a hundred, hundred ten, hundred twenty million for him. It'll be wow. worth it in the long run, and I'm fine with that. But I'm I get tired sick of, of these clubs that overvalue the player just to be dicks. It's the Premier League. So tax. absurd. So absurd. It is. It's like it's that Premier League tax that you have to pay extra for somebody. You look the best example. Of this is freaking Harry Maguire, the most overrated center back to ever play in this game. Went, went, how much did he go for? I don't even remember. I can't remember. Look that up right quick. How much? How much did Harry Maguire go for? It was like eighty million, I think, or something like that. It was some astronomical number that United paid for him. And I'm just like, this guy sucks. Yeah, I've just got the note from our producer. It was 80 million pounds. 80 million pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, why? That's the Premier League tax. That's all That's that is. Wild. It is. It's crazy. Wild. Um, So you, I don't know. You're you're right. I, that's enough ranting about that. Anyway, uh, the <laughs> only, the only positive I will say, and this might be a complete rumor, and I don't care if it is, but I'm going to address it on this podcast right now. Mateus Nunes. If this is not a rumor, please go out and buy him, Bully. I love this kid. I, pretty much, if you're Portuguese, I'm going to love you because, dead gum, if they produce <laughs> some of the greatest footballers in the world overall. Um, yeah. I love Mateus News. He is a Kovacic clone. He is 23. I love this kid. I think he can play. He's valued at $40 million. Go get him. He's depth. Sell Billy Gilmore. I don't know. Sell sell Loftus Cheek to help fund him. Sell Jorginho to help fund him. I don't care. Bring him to this club. And I will say this. I want him here. If you can get him to buy into that role player play. And I was going to say this earlier about Kovacic. Kovacic is is making me nervous because of the, the last two years in his injuries. I, he, I love Kovacic. I, I'm really hoping that these last two years have just been flukes. And he's yeah. not becoming this injury-prone player like we're seeing Conte. But if he is becoming that player, you go out and buy names right now. You don't wait because he's not yeah. going to be there next year. It's just not going to happen. So you go out and buy him right now to bring in to replace Kovacic. And if that's in three years, then that's in three years. If it's next year, it's next year. Whenever it is, we're set. Yeah. I don't, I don't know much about uh, this kid, but um, the last I see is that a couple of days ago, there was uh, some talk going around that 15 to 20 top clubs have asked for his transfer conditions, and we were one of those. So 
Yeah, it'll. It, I know Liverpool's hollowing them as well. And if Liverpool's mm-hmm. hollowing them, I'm hollowing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Their scouting sure. department is class right now. So for sure, um, if Liverpool wants a player, I want that player too. So yeah, um, no, but for real, like I think he would be great. Um, and like I said, like Portugal right now is producing some of the most talented youngsters in this world. Uh, if they, I feel like they will be if they don't put together a deep run in the world cup in one of the next two cycles, I will be shocked just because they will be yeah. Belgium 2.0. If that's the case, because Belgium should have won a world cup by now, but with all the talent they have, but for whatever, and they squander that, I don't understand it, but whatever. Um, but Portugal has got some young, young talent. And so, I mean, I don't know. I just like Mateus Nunes. Uh, I think yeah. he's, I think he's got the potential to be good, to, to be that mm-hmm. quality of Chelsea player, more so than a Loftus Cheek or a Billy Gilmore, uh, somebody like that, like a Jorginho. He, he's got that talent to be that class. So I don't know. Bring him in. It's not somebody. Hey, look. Yeah, I just got the Ross Barkley goosebumps all over again. You convinced me. So <laughs> I, I'm with you. I say bring him in. Oh man. Well that's about I mean my voice is shot right now. Um, yeah. Oh, it's uh yeah, we talked a little bit about okay, but we're still we're still in the running for him, I think. Yeah, like, we I are. Think he's, I, I just he's gonna be about forty five mil. I'm trying we're you mean to tell me we're gonna pay the same price for Nathan Key that we're gonna pay for Raheem Sterling? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Well, I think they're cities insist it's it's forty one mil. I think cities insistent on getting the same price that they paid for them when they bought them in twenty twenty or whatever. Yeah, they probably are, but I don't care if they want that price. You walk away from the table. He's not <laughs> worth that money. He's yeah. just not not when we have Colwell that can play that role. If you can get him to mm-hmm. buy into it, he can play that Nathan McKee role for us. I, why are we spending $41 million on a role-playing defensive player when we don't even have a freaking another, another starting center back? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it it comes down to they got a high from buying the club, and I think they're still willing to keep the high going by spending as much money as they can. Well, I mean, if we're if we're doing that, then just go out and freaking buy Declan Rice. Go out and buy, buy Jude Rice, Bellingham. Yeah. Go out and just rehaul the entire roster. I'm not <laughs> under the impression that we need. I would rather build from the back to the front. I think mm-hmm. our attack is halfway decent, and that we can. Yeah, I don't expect us to challenge for the Premier League until we get a defensive line set and until we get a midfield set, and then we can yeah. go out and get some attacker. But until then. Until you get that defense fixed, until you get that midfield fixed, we're not going to challenge for anything. So you yeah. need to get that fixed first. And you have an aging midfield, two players that mm-hmm. Jorginho and Conte that are the last legs of their Chelsea contracts. We need to start thinking about selling them. Kovacic, who may or may not be injury prone, we have got issues to address. We have, if we're playing a back three, we have one. Center back with ex- I'm not counting SARS, Jason, so do not bring him up in this conversation. <laughs> we have one center back. Give with him the- a chance. We have one center back with experience. If we're playing a back three, mm-hmm. if Dave leaves, right. you have Silva. Because I'm not counting Silva Sar. is 
50 years old. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Reese can play right right center back. We've seen that. But then who are you going to put out there on the wing? We need we need Reese on the wing. I agree. I, so what, yeah. you're sitting here, we're lollygagging around. I don't know what we're doing. I'm, this this podcast is taking a very negative turn. <laughs> Hey, I, th- I have a feeling that's going to be uh, how it goes. No, it's it's frustrating. Maybe we should talk about transfers at the top. Maybe we should. It's- we'll, we'll talk about transfers at the top, and then I, this is the last time I will milk this joke. We will talk about Ross Barkley at the end, if he's still a Chelsea player. Ross we need Bar- to have a moment of praise for Ross Barkley at the end of every episode. I was going to say we need a Ross Barkley segment every episode. Yeah. Ooh, we should do a Ross Barkley player of the game. The player who most gave gave us the feels that Ross Barkley gives us. Yes, that's that's our player of the game. Guys, y'all heard it here first. Breaking news. We are, yeah. Our player of the game award will be titled the Ross Barkley player of the game award. <laughs> y'all heard it here first. Uh, tune in after every match for the Ross Barkley player of the game award. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, as soon. Like, it's it's the embodiment of that feeling that you get when you see him on the on the bench or you see him starting the game like that. That's it. Now you people out there listening, y'all know about those Ross Barkley feels. They're real. They're real. The goosebumps uh, you get oof. when he runs onto that pitch for the first time, the hope you have the first kick he takes the first shot on goal, the hope you have that, that ball is going to bend and go top right corner. Uh, oh, it's there. Y'all know wow. that Ross Barkley feeling. I, my legs are jiggly. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Oh. Uh, that was good. You you gave me like goosebumps. That was awesome. Oh man, it's what Ross Barkley does to us. Mm, no, just talking about him. Well, you got anything else you need to add to this episode, Jason? We've, I think we've we've ran long. No, tonight. I I thought you were very eloquent in your ranting, and um, I loved listening to it. And I uh, I can feel your passion. And I can feel the you you do look rather red right now. I sunburned. Um, so, so I think that that only added to the um, the the well reasoned and well uh, told uh, statements that you were making. It it only enhanced every bit of it. So I I really I enjoyed this conversation. I in some ways I'm ready for transfer season to be over so that we can rant about the games. Yeah, and instead of just being frustrated about not who what we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, you, thank you for showing me a light with Ross Barkley tonight. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> next. Oh, next week we will have the inaugural Ross Barkley player of the match award trophy to give out to. Yeah. yeah. We will have oh, a match on Saturday. So we will we have, have a game. We have a game on Saturday. So we will be giving out. Now these will not be, a, we will, we're going to keep stats throughout the season. And then at the end of the season, we're going to announce the most, uh, Ross Barkley esque player on the Chelsea team that has won the most Ross Barkley Player of the Week trophies. Love um, it. So we need to keep a tally of that these preseason games will not count toward the official stats, though. Okay, <laughs> these are just preseason games. They don't go towards your official stats. Of course, this is also a trial run for us. So preseason trial run for Ross Barkley, uh, player of the uh, mat or player of the match award. Yes. Yeah, I have a feeling that all the players will be listening to this just with yes. bated breath, wanting to know yes. if they have indeed received. 
I'm, I'm going to need. They'll know. They'll know by their their performance. They feel it inside. They'll yes. know. When you walk off the pitch, you know if you've played like Ross Barkley or not. You know. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to need you to do a since you're a graphic design guy by nature. I'm going to need a mock up of a Ross Barkley looking trophy that we can okay. post on our uh, Twitter page at the end of every match with our player on there. Um, yeah. Told you guys. I might do a unconventional trophy. I have an idea. Oh. So it's it's not going to be your like standard that. gold plastic. It's, I like it's gonna that. Be, it's going to be something a little more Ross Barkley. You know, you know what we can do is then we can go to a trophy shop and have them make this trophy for us. Oh, man. And then we can mail it to the player who wins the big award at the end of the season. Yes. At Chelsea. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, we can just hit them up on Twitter and be like, bruh. You won the Ross Barkley Player of the Year <laughs> award. Like I also, if Ross Barkley ever listens to this, he needs to know that we are not being ironic here. <laughs> no, this is genuine. I don't think he realizes. I don't think ever your mom and dad, who listen, who are the only listeners of our podcast, I don't think they realize like how genuine our love for Ross Barkley is. I will go back through my messages, and you can see in all caps Ross Barkley every time he came into yes. the game. It, it From was, both it, of us at the yes. same time. Mm-hmm. Although right. sometimes your feed is ahead of mine, so yes. you, you beat me to it sometimes. But Usually it goes something like, our savior Ross Barkley is entering the pitch right now. Something along those lines. Yes. Um, and it'll be an all caps. I always believe we're going to win when he comes in. Yes, I'm going to. Uh, oh, since you're posting the episode tonight on Twitter, make sure yeah, you yeah, ta- yeah. tag Ross Barkley in this episode because and name oh, okay. it. Name it like... The Ross Barkley special or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds good. All right, guys, that's enough from us tonight. Y'all, y'all have been here with us for a while. Um, what are we like an hour and a half into this thing, Jason and I? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for your patience. Yes. Thank you for your patience and uh, listening to our love for Ross Barkley and our transfer Oof. pains and our whatever else. I thought this was going to be a short episode tonight. Boy, was I wrong. I did too. Um. Anyway, have a great night. Uh. For <laughs> Jason, I'm Daniel. We'll catch you on the flip side. Flippity floppity.